not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Edwin Evers from Talala, Oklahoma, won the Bassmaster Classic on Grand Lake, Oklahoma a few years ago. He has also won the Major League Fishing World Championship, which is the Red Crest, and that's coming up again this week, on this coming week, on Grand Lake, Oklahoma. So, could it be a Grand Slam for Edwin? We'll talk to him about that on the show today. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. Welcome to our campfire here at Kinder Outdoors. Glad you're here. Front door to this old camp house is brought to you by my friends at Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. A lot of people having really good results with Calming Care. It settles the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper. And if you have a working dog, a hunting dog, don't worry. It won't take the hunt out of your dog. But it may keep them from tearing up the kennel during a thunderstorm. Learn more about Calming Care when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R. Let's jump on that Kinder Outdoors trot line right now, all the way from Talala, Oklahoma. Here he is. He's the only guy ever to win a Bassmaster Classic trophy and a Major League Fishing Red Crest trophy. Edwin Evers, welcome back to the show, man. Good to have you. Thanks for having me on, Billy. It's always a pleasure to uh, talk to you, uh, and rarely do I get to talk to you from your home, uh, but you're actually home. <laughs> yes, sir. You caught me between events, so uh made it home and... Uh... Uh, kind of living a normal life here for a few days. <laughs> well, don't get too used to that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, Redcrest is coming up, and that's what I want to talk to you about. Redcrest on Grand Lake, Oklahoma. You've got a pretty good history there, and a lot of people are expecting Edwin Evers to kind of launch the boat and then lift the trophy. It ain't quite that easy, <laughs> is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I wish it was, but, you know, the thing about uh, the, the, the previous events that we've had at Grand, you know, it's, it's been a lot earlier in the year. Water a lot colder, the, the bite a lot tougher. You know, generally speaking, this time frame that, that Redcrest is happening at Grand, it's wide open. Like it's the it's 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 like the it's the day the floodgates open and all the bass are biting, and uh, it's going to be a really really neat event, I think, and a lot of fish should be caught in, in a lot of different ways. So. Kind of really don't have an advantage in that situation, but uh, I definitely will have have some lures in front of a, a bunch of bass throughout the week, hopefully. So, so how do you prep uh, for a tournament this big? You're the only guy on the planet that has a Bassmaster Classic championship, uh, and you also have a Red Crest championship. You've got two trophies side by side up there on the mantle. How do you do? You prep differently. Um. You always prep differently for for a big championship. You know, you, you think about that thing all year leading up to it. So, and you know, and that's that's different prep. And in, in the fact that you you think about an event like that. You know, every time I've been at Grand, you know, whether it was in June, July, or August of this past year, I, I'd be looking up there to the bank and, and thinking about the third and fourth week of March. You know, hey, I, that looks like a good rock right there for a bass to spawn to. Can I remember where that's at? And, where would I approach it from? So, you know, it's a, uh, you know, and just from the tackle and the boat and, and uh, you know, and then on top of that, I'm, I'm going to add something else to the equation, but we're going to have a pecan booth, and you brought up the Red Crest and Classic Trophy. I'll have both those trophies in the pecan booth for the fans to be able to take a photo with those trophies. That's pretty special. I'm going to swing by and get my picture made. Yeah, great. That's a, that's, that's awesome. 
Yep. Hey. Well, you're there, Billy. But for you, we will have a special deal. I have a little package back underneath the counter. <laughs> Edwin Evers, you know I'm swinging by now to get my little package of pecans. Edwin rejoins us later in the show. We're going to take a little break, grab a cup of coffee in a minute. But first of all, I want to talk to you about some pretty important legislation that took place, or maybe I should say some pretty important legislation that didn't take place this past week. I'm talking about a provision in the House-passed version of the Interior Appropriations Bill. This goes right over most Americans' heads, but not at the Dallas Safari Club. They're on to this stuff. They watch this stuff for us so that we don't have to. This verbiage has been pulled from consideration in the omnibus legislation that was being considered this past week. This is a significant victory for the hunting and conservation community and a testament to the benefits of legal regulated hunting in Africa. This provision would have denied funds to be used for issuing permits for the import of sport-hunted trophies of an elephant or lion taken in Tanzania, Zimbabwe, or Zambia. Corey Mason is the lead man over at Dallas Safari Club. He says that these three African countries have some of the most successful wildlife habitat at communal-slash-rural programs in Africa and the world. The legislative language that was offered as an amendment during the consideration of the interior appropriations legislation in the House of Representatives disregards these countries' immense successes in management of their natural resources. DSC is very pleased that it's been pulled from consideration, end quote. Because of DSC's efforts in conjunction with others working hard and eagle-eyeing this stuff, that language was removed and the rights and livelihoods of millions of Africans and destruction of their successful conservation programs has been averted. If you're not a DSC member, you really ought to be. And if you have a dog, you need Fortiflora in the fridge. America's number one canine probiotic, they all suffer from GI upset from time to time, and Fortiflora fixes that. Order it from Chewy.com. Hey, we've got one heck of a camp house cook, old John Bonnell. Master Chef John Bonnell whips up a mean sausage and biscuit. Let's get one and a fresh cup of coffee, and I'll meet you right back here. Hey, everybody, it's professional angler Mark Davis. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Join Ducks Unlimited at the largest outdoors expo in the country, DUX, presented by Purina ProPlan at Texas Motor Speedway, April 8th through 10th for everything outdoors. See, try, and buy the latest in outdoor products, interactive villages for shooting, fishing, dogs, ATV, UTV, calling contests, and so much more. DUX, presented by Purina ProPlan at Texas Motor Speedway, April 8th through 10th. Tickets are only $10. Kids under 12, active or retired military, and first responders get in free. Buy your tickets today at DuckExpo.com. Outdoor Texas Camps produces strong young women. Yeah, I was eight, so I was a camper for about three, four years. Like Faith, step one is attend an Outdoor Texas Camp. Get involved, and you never know where it will go from there. This camp like, gave me foundational skills of like how to plan, how to like, what does responsibility look like. If they, they can come in knowing nothing, and they will leave with a whole new set of skills. Top-notch instructors teaching outdoor skills. 
hunting, fishing, and the shooting sports. Young ladies growing confident in their abilities. Like this camp, like yes, it's about hunting and fishing and their skills learned, but I think they grow up in these camps. We see a kid that doesn't know what honestly what responsibility is, and they grow up. Outdoor Texas Camps is now taking enrollment for girls 9 to 17 with $400 scholarships available to young ladies in the North Texas area for Summer Camps 2022. Make it a summer of growth for the young lady in your life. It all starts at OutdoorTexasCamps.com. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org I want to urge you to plan what will be the trip of a lifetime to Argentina. Hunt doves or ducks with my friends at Cordoba Doves. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative, and he's right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Call him at 817-797-9020. Like me, you can plan your next trip of a lifetime with Lane Balky and Cordoba Doves. We pick you up at the airport, and you're in our care custody control. All meals, all drinks, all eats are included in the package. Lane is a hunter himself, and when he describes that first morning that you'll witness in the field, it raises the hairs on the back of your neck. The first morning, the fly-off of the roost in the morning is spectacular. Birds almost as far as you can see, and they fly like that all day until sunset. Come on, let's go to Argentina. It's closer than you think. Visit CordobaDoves.com or give Lane a call, 817-797-9020. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. you're back we still have some big fish to fry here at kinder outdoors if you don't have one you want one (laughs) i'm talking about live imaging sonar it is the craze but hey is it going to adversely affect our fisheries over the years are we going to deplete the number of bass and crappie and game fish that we have because hey we can see them better than ever now with live imaging sonar I want you to meet wildlife biologist Ben Neely. He is with the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks, and they've been studying just that. Welcome, Ben. 
Hey, I appreciate the invitation. I always like to talk about fishing and talk about work that we're doing. I want to talk about a study that you guys in Kansas did uh, just this past December uh, on a very hot topic, uh, and that is forward-facing sonar or uh, live imaging sonar, this really cool technology where we can see what's out in the water 20, 30 feet in front of our boat or to the side of our boat and actually fish to a fish. People have had a lot of different concerns about that, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. This is, um, you know, I don't want to say it's the, the, the first time that this has been possible. You know, the sonar's advanced through time, but, but this really gives people an opportunity to, to see the fish like we see the, you know, animals in the wildlife profession. Typically, whatever's under the water is kind of a mystery, and this really opens it up to be able to, to see under there and, and, yeah, target those individual fish at times. It's not high-def television, but, boy, it's not far from it. You can actually see the fish. You can determine the size of the fish, uh, which we couldn't do before, Ben. And you can actually see your jig or your bait uh, approaching that fish and see the two connect. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, being able to see how the fish responds to the to the jig uh, is kind of eye-opening and, and kind of fumbling, honestly. Uh, but it's a it's a unique opportunity for sure. Uh, you guys uh, wanted to find out as far as when it comes to recreational fishermen how this affected the outcome of the day. And so tell us, set it up a little bit. How it was a controlled study that you did back in December. How how did it work? How'd you set it up? So we. We wanted to look at the, at the average angler. Um, we we termed it casual weekend anglers. So what we wanted to replicate was a couple buddies that went to a, a lake that they knew about, that they fished before, but it wasn't their home lake necessarily. But they wanted to go to this new lake for a weekend, and they wanted to go crappie fishing. And we wanted to figure out if use of this live imaging sonar would influence our catch. Uh, so the way we set it up was we, we got 32 individuals. We used uh, fish biologists, and we separated out into 16 two-person teams. Each captain of these teams were, were versed in, in the – we used the Garmin LiveScope, and they were versed in those. They'd been using them for the previous five months for a combination of angling, uh, examining fish behavior, looking at some of our fish sampling gear. So they were familiar with the equipment but weren't necessarily experts. But we went out, and we, we told them to go fishing. For, uh, we, we separated the lake into north and south. We had this treatment to use the sonar, to not use the sonar. They went fishing on the north side or the south side with or without the sonar, and then the, op the, the next day they used the opposite treatment. And we were able to compare those to see if catch rate differed or if size of fish differed. It, it sounds very fair and balanced. And you even sent baits. It was controlled even down to what baits. And it, I mean, the fishing was very similar. Yeah, so... We, we spent a little bit of time trying to get this set up uh, to remove as much variation as we could. The, the ultimate equalizer here is, is going to be angler skill and familiarity with the lake, and that's something that we couldn't control in this case. But you, you're right. We, we wanted anglers to come with a spinning rig with four or six-pound line. We gave them an assortment of quartz and eight-ounce jig heads, uh, the same soft plastics. So we set them up with what they could use. Uh, I mean, we gave them a little bit of, of variety so they could change colors or, or sizes or profiles. Uh, but by and large, they were, they were, I mean, they were standardized. They were using the same equipment. Yeah. The concern is, hey, and I've heard this, I've heard it, all of our crappie are going to disappear. They're going to get fished out with this new technology. 
they can see them down there now. It's opened up the world, and all of our crappie are going to be gone. It's just a matter of time. But the results didn't quite reflect that, did they, Ben? Well, they they didn't. Uh, and again, I want to I want to be perfectly clear <laughs> that we're looking at these casual weekend anglers. So what we're trying to replicate is the average angler. Uh, the biggest concerns we've heard, uh, you know, critiques of this is that, you know, what about these expert anglers? What about the folks that are really proficient, that are making a living with this technology, uh, financially behooves them to understand how it works and be proficient with it? And something that we're thinking about, and we've talked with other states about this, uh, you know, I've been, in, I've been in talks with some folks in Texas, some folks in Iowa, and folks in Minnesota, uh, to try to think about different ways to, to address that. We're curious whether or not these anglers that catch a lot of fish with the, the live scope, uh, simply put, if they would have caught a lot of fish without the live scope, um, whether or not they're just, you know, good anglers and they're just going to put fish in the boat regardless. So we've been talking about ways to to look at this, uh, to look at that component, and that would give us a more holistic view of, of what we're looking at uh, to see how this might have a, a fishery-level effect instead of just looking at these, you know, these weekend anglers. Step one was the weekend anglers, though, and so uh, after this controlled test with live scope, without live scope, over two days, what would you come up with? Uh, frankly, we didn't see much difference. Statistically, we didn't see a difference. Anglers that, that had the live scope uh, did catch about one more crappie per day. Fishing was pretty tough. Uh, these teams of two people averaged seven fish per day, I believe it was, with the live scope and six per day without crappie per day. Um, size did not, it didn't matter. So the, the average fish without live scope was 10 and a half inches with live scope was 10.8 inches. Um, the largest fish was a 16.1 inch fish that was caught without live scope. The largest fish with live scope was 15.4 inches. So what we saw was that, you know, when we're looking at these at these weekend anglers, uh, we didn't see any evidence that use of live scope would result in, uh, you know, fishing to the point where it could be deleterious to these crappie populations. Not that much difference. A good fisherman is still a good fisherman, and a guy that struggles still might struggle a little bit. Is <laughs> the outcome. <laughs> that is the outcome, and it's uh, and it's humbling to be in that that second category there. But I suppose that's just where I'm going to have to be. <laughs> well, I'm not a biologist like you've been, but I've been doing this a long time, and I, I have uh, set over a lot of brush files in my life, and I have determined that cornmeal, salt, and pepper with a crappie fillet, perfect. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, one thing about it is just it's just how much fun it is, uh, you know, getting out there and and watching it, I, I suppose some people don't like that aspect of it, the video game fishing part. But for me personally, it's it, it's kind of a hoot to go out and, and see your jig on the screen and see how the fish respond. It makes those those long days of not catching them a little bit more enjoyable for me. It does, and it makes you in, improve your fishing and try new things and different things is what it's done with me. It makes me try new stuff, different stuff that, hey, this isn't working, let me try this. Ben, you guys are thinking about another step uh, in this and, and doing some more uh, work out on the water. What are you thinking about doing next? So we're, we're blessed in, in Kansas uh, and in the southern states of the, the folks that listen to you. That it's pretty difficult to overfish a crappie population. So there would have to be a, a lot going on. Um, but crappie are, are fast growing. They are highly fecund, lots of babies. But we're worried more about these longer-lived, bigger-bodied fish. Uh, in Kansas, that's blue catfish. 
we have some emerging blue catfish populations that have some big fish in them. And the way this, this live imaging works, as you've alluded to, is you can you can tell which fish is big. Uh, blue catfish tend to school by size where the larger fish are all kind of together at uh, different times of the year. And if folks can use this to find these, these schools of large fish, they can put a hurting on them pretty quick. So we're going we're gonna to replicate this, uh, take some of the lessons learned, and do something similar uh, where we look at the effects of live imaging sonar on blue catfish catch this summer. Awesome. Hey, we'll be uh, bugging you again for more information uh, as we go along. We're certainly going to want to keep up with what you're doing. And, hey, I really appreciate your time today, Ben. It's been enlightening. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. Interesting, huh? Hey, this corner of the camp house brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. It helps gently and naturally over time settle the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper, the nervous Nelly. Calming Care. This is Michael Waddell. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. It's almost time for spring turkeys. Stop in and see the fine folks at Marksman Firearms for guns, ammo, sights, scopes, and accessories. They've got stores in Granbury, Colleen, Mansfield, and Wichita Falls. Texas-owned, Texas-proud. Military and first responders get a 10% discount. And they offer 90-day layaway, same as cash. For more info, visit MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. I'm going to lay this out to you as simply as I possibly can because it really is simple. Buy your cold weather wear from Ron and Teresa Miskin at the Buffalo Wool Company and stay warm. Gloves, socks, hats, beanies. I love my neck gaiter. All made from the insulating fibers of the American bison. The same fiber or buffalo wool that protects the buffalo against a frigid winter in Montana, Wyoming, or the Dakotas. Buffalo wool is warmer than traditional wool, and it's luxuriously soft on your skin, not scratchy or abrasive. It wicks moisture away and is unbelievably tough, lasting year after year. And they back up what they sell with a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not happy. Take a look. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com TheBuffaloWoolCo.com It's simple. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. The world has taken a severe turn. The COVID-19 pandemic is having its effects on all reaches of the world, physically, emotionally, and financially. For DSC, our message and the work that we do every day has never been more important than right now. Since the very beginning of conservation work in the U.S., it's been the hunter that has had the greatest concern and impact for wildlife and wild places. Now that same effort should be directed towards the outfitters and guides around the globe that have made the financial commitment necessary for their conservation work. Let's all be mindful of those that might not only lose income for a season, 
but could potentially lose their businesses entirely without our help. Reach out to an outfitter. Ask them about the best options if you had a hunt postponed or canceled. How we treat each other right now will have a direct impact on the future of our heritage. Learn more at BigGame.org. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. truck half the fun is just getting there kinder outdoors hey you want to book a great trip for the family this summer why don't you go to joshua creek ranch just outside of san antonio yes it's world-class bird hunting fall winter spring but summertime is perfect at joshua creek ranch ancient live oak trees shading that crystal clear joshua creek that runs right through the middle of the place and the guadalupe river borders the ranch Sporting clays, world-class dining and lodging, a fly shop on the premises, and all that San Antonio has to offer is just right down the road. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, let me get my buddy Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie, in here. Waldo, it is always good to hang out with you. Good to see you, Billy. How you been? I've been good. I'm going to talk about forward-facing sonar, or sonar that instead of looking straight down, looks out there in front of the boat or wherever you aim your trolling motor, and you can see 20, 30 feet out there and see those suspended fish. It's pretty cool. Man, I've had my new Mega Live on my boat for about five months now, and I'm telling you what, it is the all-time game-changer yeah. in fishing. Yeah. And what I see, Billy, from... Over the years, with LiveScope being out there already with other companies, 
and Humminbird just came with the Mega Live, and I've been with Humminbird for over 10 years. It is amazing. It's bringing more people to fishing. It's bringing younger kids to fishing, and you're putting more fish in the freezer or you can turn them back. Yeah. But, man, it's hard for me to turn back a crappie. Well, I'm telling you, uh, you and I were talking about this, and it is a game changer. And the way I see it changing the game the most, it's not going to change – before all of this, we could go out and catch a limited crappie. We could catch a mess of crappie. So that hasn't changed. What has changed is the tournament angler, I think. If you want to win a bass tournament or a crappie tournament these days, you better have some out front imaging on your boat. Yeah, you got to have the Mega Live, uh, live scope units because I guarantee it, you've got the edge. And also, what it does, it cuts down. The water that you're actually fishing, you know, when we used to go fishing, we'd have to move around a lot and fish in a lot of different places where we knew fish hung out. Like the other day at Ray Roberts there in Buck Creek, just backed off the boat ramp and just went to fishing right there by the boat ramp, and those fish were suspended out in front of that boat ramp. Man, it was like picking chicken right there, you know. <laughs> and so what it does, what Billy's talking about on the live scope, just just pretend that there's a crappie out there in the front of your boat or to the side of your boat because I have my transducer on a pole where I can turn this pole and I can look at all different directions. I don't have it mounted on my trolling motor because if the wind's blowing really hard, it's tough to stay on the game. Mm -hmm. It's tough to keep up with the fish. And so what I like to do is get over to the side of it, and then I'll see that brush pile out there. Whoops, there's that crappie right there sitting on top of it, about 20 feet fit out and about 6 foot down. And you don't have to get on top of that fish and spook him, and especially if the wind's blowing, you get a little boat slap, which will spook a fish really quick. I can make that cast from where I'm sitting. I just hit spot lock, and I keep my mega live directly on that fish. I make the cast about five foot past him, and watch your jig as it's falling down, line it up with the fish, and bring it right over the top of his head. And when you do, Boom. hold on, brother. Yeah. you fixing to load the boat. Yeah, get the skillet hot because you're about to load the boat with crappie. Um, boy, we've seen this, and we, we've seen it at your tournaments, your big world's richest crappie tournaments past couple of years, uh, how it's made a big difference. And, you know, a couple of years ago, there was about half the field had live scope forward-facing sonar. Then this past year, everybody had. Yeah, I've heard guys tell me, said, you know, I can catch all the fish I want now. Yeah. Well, guess what? They've got two live scopes on their boat now, yeah. you know. <laughs> and that's new, like I said, the new Hummingbird live imaging. It's amazing. I can see a 16th-ounce jig at 50 feet. Yeah. That is technology and it's even going to get better billy yeah when you can see jigs at that length you can't cast that far you know with a 16th ounce hardly yeah. you know you can get it there 50 feet but it's all about boat control and slowing down and just being calm hit your spot lock keep it on the fish mm -hmm. cast over and catch him you know, uh, fly fishermen know all about fishing to a fish. They spot that trout sitting out there in that clear water, and they fish to a fish. This has made it possible for you to fish to a fish 30 feet out in front of your boat. You were telling me and showed me a picture of a 
a giant slab that you caught the other day that was 25 feet out in front of your boat. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's 25 foot out, and I seen this fish. It was down about six foot, and it was a big fish on the screen. You can tell. You can tell the big ones from the little ones. That's really, you know, we pass up a lot of them little ones. You know, they're good eaters, mm-hmm. but if you're going for them old big boys, especially this time of year, and so I cast it out there and brought it right over the top of that fish's head about a foot high, and it came up. You've seen that fish swirl and come up. You can actually see the fish react to your bait on the screen, and you can set the hook before you feel the bite. Yeah, that's exactly right, and and I fell in love with that ice fishing with Woody up in Minnesota on Rainy Lake fishing with the Vexlars. We were fishing 35 feet deep, 30, 35 feet deep, and before I ever felt the tap, I'm watching my jig on that Vexilar and, and uh, sonar. And uh, when that fish image and that jig image became one, before I even felt the thump, boom, set the hook. And what you learn out there, Billy, on the lake is you learn how fish react to your baits. Yeah. You know, not all of them's going to bite. Not of them, not of them wanna, don't want to bite. But they will actually, that you can't see with your naked eye, they will actually follow the bait almost to the surface. Just keep that bait moving. Once he starts, don't stop that bait. Just keep it moving, and he's going to catch up with it. I'll be darned. It's unbelievable, man, I tell you. But just keep your bait moving at all times. But when you see one there that you can drop on, like with a 12-foot rod or 14-foot rod, and just dip down and get him, Oh, just hold it above his head, and once he reacts to it, just start raising it up a little bit, and they can't stand it. Cannot stand it. When you uh, spot that fish out there, and you're casting to him with with forward-facing sonar, 20, 30 feet out in front of the boat or to the side of the boat or whatever, what weight are you throwing? I know wind plays a – what's ideally what weight would you like to throw for fall rate? I like an average – I like to throw sixteenths, but to get distance – you got to go to an eighth, and what it's all about is lure control, not boat control. This is lure control. Do not let that lure fall below that fish because you won't ever catch him. Jason Christie just Jason Christie just won the Bassmaster Classic, and a forward-facing minnow uh, that he came up with, a little swim bait, caught a lot of his big fish, and it was, like you just said, bait control, keeping that bait up there suspended in front of that fish bringing it past them and getting the bite. That's exactly right, man. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing like casting to a two-and-a-half-pound crappie. Uh, yes, there is. <laughs> Frying a two-and-a-half-pound <laughs> Both sides. Hey, we're going to get together in Louisiana. Your Mr. Crappie qualifier, number one, is coming up down in Louisiana, Natchitoches, Louisiana. That's it. $75,000 Mr. Crappie Invitational right there on Pool 3 and Pool 4 on the Red River. And we're going to be at Grandy Core Boat Ramp right there in Natchitoches. I'm talking about it's the most beautiful place in the world. If you've never been to Natchitoches, Louisiana, come April the 22nd and 23rd right downtown Natchitoches. We're going to have the weigh-ins there. One day it's going to be at Grandy Core on Friday. But Saturday we're going to have it right down on Main Street, right down on the river at the amphitheater. We're going to have a concert to go with it. It's going to be a blast. It always is. We're looking forward to it, and I've got more details at 
kinderoutdoors.com. Wally, good to see you. Hey, and crappieexpo.com. Good to see you, Billy. Edwin Evers is here after we grab a cup of coffee. Good morning. This is Sergeant First Class Michael Tucker with 112th Combat Services Support Company, Texas Army National Guard, Navarro County, Texas. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Join Ducks Unlimited at the largest outdoors expo in the country, DUX, presented by Purina Proplan at Texas Motor Speedway, April 8th through 10th for everything outdoors. See, try, and buy the latest in outdoor products, interactive villages for shooting, fishing, dogs, ATV, UTV, calling contests, and so much more. DUX, presented by Purina Proplan at Texas Motor Speedway, April 8th through 10th. Tickets are only $10. Kids under 12, active or retired military, and first responders get in free. Buy your tickets today at DuckExpo.com. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. It's almost time for spring turkeys. Stop in and see the fine folks at Marksman Firearms for guns, ammo, sights, scopes, and accessories. They've got stores in Granbury, Colleen, Mansfield, and Wichita Falls. Texas owned, Texas proud. Military and first responders get a 10% discount. And they offer 90-day layaway, same as cash. For more info, visit MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey... That's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers. 
that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. Looking at a 12 with a 10-inch drop time. Y'all go on inside with Kinder Outdoors. The best bird hunting in Texas is at Joshua Creek Ranch, Bernie, Texas, just outside of San Antonio. But if you want to go enjoy this five-star luxurious ranch, endorsed by Beretta, endorsed by Orvis, you need to get in touch with them right away because, hey, they're booking up for the year. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch. When you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Major League Fishing's Edwin Evers has been kind enough to hang on to, to visit with us a little bit more now. I'm going to rejoin him on that Kinder Outdoors trot line. Edwin Evers is quite a competitor. I don't know if folks, uh, how many folks know you played college football. I mean, you, you are a competitor. And it wouldn't matter, I don't think, if it's uh, checkers or a Red Crest event, you don't like second place. I bet you've got a T-shirt somewhere that says second place sucks. I ran into you at Bass Pro Shop years ago, and we were just coming off of a classic where you finished, I believe it was second, and I said, hey, great classic, Edwin, and you looked at me like you wanted to fight. <laughs> I wasn't quite over it yet, Billy. I I I, uh, I don't remember that now. I've gotten over that. Well, you asking me that, but I yeah, I, I get a little sore after events, and I don't know how to change that. I, at times, I need to, but you are correct. Me and my wife, we have some heated ping pong matches in the house, and unfortunately, <laughs> she's just as competitive as I am. <laughs> uh, how was deer season this year? Did you get out with? I know your big deal over the past several years has been your son Cade, watching him grow up in the deer woods. How'd it go this year? It went great. He killed a really old, mature deer, uh, a really nice one, one that that he's super excited about. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to take uh, four other kids hunting this year on another place that had never deer hunted. And uh, their dad, and they all killed their first deer, which it was, a, for me, that was a really, really neat deer season. It was a sponsor of mine, and, and I was able to take all his kids. And of all the kids, there was three boys, and uh, don't get me wrong, they loved the, the, the experience, but there was a, a 12-year-old girl that was head and shoulders above everybody else into it, like had never done it before. She never balked at cleaning the deer, at gutting the deer. It, she did it all herself. And uh, she basically texts her calls weekly wanting to know if her deer is done at the taxidermist. So uh, um, it was a neat, <laughs> neat season to, to experience that with some new kids. That is awesome. That That's the perfect deer season right there to hang out with the it, kids. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, the past couple of years, you and I had a previous conversation about these late freezes coming in, and you're, you're getting late snow already uh, there in Oklahoma. What are these fish going to be doing 
on Grand? Are they pre-spawn? Are they still out deep? Are they up on beds? You know, if I was to predict it, and with this cold spells that we've had coming in, you know, it's like those fish want to get up on the bank so bad, but then a cold front comes through, and then another one comes through. And, you know, I've seen it a few times in my career where you've had those few cold fronts, and then they just can't take it anymore, and every bass in the lake goes to the bank. And it's kind of setting up like that could be the year, you know. Other years, I guess, to make it different or for for somebody to understand, you know, you'll have a wave up and come up, you know, and be up there, and then the next wave will come up a few weeks later, then the next wave will come up a few weeks later, you know, when you just have a gradual warming trend all throughout the spring. But when you have a, a, a prolonged cold spells, they just can't take it anymore once you do get that warm spell and all of them rip on the bank. And I kind of feel like that may be the way this year's setting up. Hey, have you ever seen a year, Edwin, where uh, things set up in a way where they just don't come to the bank? They spawn out a little deeper on, on tree limbs or structure of some kind? I, I think that happens, you know, on years that you have a drought and the lake's falling um, when you don't have stable water levels. You know, they, they try to get up there, but they just don't ever truly have a good spawn when, when you have low water levels and they continue to fall. Um, you know, fortunately for, for us where we all live, you know, that doesn't happen a lot. But it does happen. Yeah. Hey, we're talking to Edwin Evers. He's uh, won a Bassmaster Classic on Grand Lake. Redcrest is coming up on Grand Lake. And I know you'd love to have that Grand Slam. We were talking about Edwin, the competitor, earlier. That that's that would have to be pretty cool to get a couple of big-time trophies off that lake. Oh, it would be really neat just to be able to win here in front of the home crowd, you know, again and uh, – um, you know, to, 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 yeah, I just, yes, I, I, words couldn't describe how excited I would be able to do if I could pull this off. You know, it, it's, uh, we're a long ways from it, and, and I got to catch a lot of bass between now and then to be able to ho- ho- hoist that trophy, but I can assure you that I'm going to be doing all I can to, to try to make that happen. When you won that classic trophy, you had a little spot up in a creek. There were some logs up in there. I think you had to, to, to jump some logs with your boat to get up in there, but that thing was full of five-pounders. Maybe it will magically reload. Yeah, I think that spot's been fished pretty hard between now and then, you know. Um, I don't even know that I'll check it out, but uh, uh, there, I might just have a few more spots like that that I haven't told anybody about yet. So you guys might have to see those in, in the upcoming episodes or uh, watching the live on MajorLeagueFishing.com and see where those are at. Are you loving Major League Fishing? Are you still loving the format? Oh, I love it. I, I just it's a it's a breath of fresh air for me. Um, you know, it's 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 nice that uh, there's just a lot of advantages to it. And I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to get into all of it, but you know, we start at eight o'clock, we end at four o'clock, and and uh, you know, it's we, I'm at my location at eight o'clock, so I'm not having to go through a takeoff and a big boat race. You know, running 30 minutes, trying to beat somebody to your location or whatever it is, uh, you know, beating your boat up or, or being in danger in, in rough water. Um, you know, with us having cameras in the, you know, cameramen in the boat and a boat official, it's a neat, it's a neat way in the format that, that, uh, we go to our fishing location and then at eight o'clock our boat official says, hey, line's in. Well, then at four o'clock, I don't have to run back and weigh fish. You know, I'm not running as fast as I can, for, you know, trying to, make a cut off, you know, to be exactly there by 4 o'clock. You know, at 4 o'clock, our lines are out, and we can leisurely go back to the boat ramp. It's a, 
which, you know, at the end of the year is kind of nice because there's always events where, like you said, I jump some logs and I'll I'll bend a prop shaft or, you know, I'll have a failure of, of some sort of mechanical failure and it'll take you out of that tournament. You don't have that issue. You know, it's it's um, one of those factors that, that I can't control, but they, it would take me out of the championship running by the end of the year, angle of the year running, and, you know, we don't have that as a worry on my mind that um, – you know, a failure of some sort that, that would keep me from competing um, in the end of the year championship. Catch, weigh, and release is also going to ease your mind about losing any fish between. It's 90 miles from Grand Lake to the uh, to uh, the Expo uh, area yes, in Tulsa. That long drive, you don't have to worry about losing any fish. They're all, the weigh-in is done. It is. It's, it's going to be a neat thing for the fans. You know, they're, uh, they're, they can see exactly where we stand because all the weights are official. You know, there's no guessing, you know, what a bass weighs. You know, this time of the year, it's really hard to guess a bass, and, and uh, we weigh them uh, right there in the boat and release them right there in the boat, which is a great thing for the fishery, you know, especially in time of the year when they're up there spawning. And uh, and and you said 90 miles, but the top 10, they're talking about flying back to the expo every day for the fans to uh, be a part of the press conference and uh, – autographs and all that stuff so every day whoever's in the top 10 is, is supposed to get in a helicopter and fly from grand to the uh, expo center to be there immediately basically for the fans uh, which is kind of different in <laughs> the bass fishing kinda, world i've never flown in a helicopter kind of different and very cool yeah maybe you could yeah. spray a pecan you could get up there and spray a <laughs> pecan orchard on the way you know? yeah 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 <laughs> Edwin Avers, wishing you all the luck in the world. You know we're always cheering for you. Redcrest is coming up on Grand Lake, Oklahoma, uh, and we'll be bugging you again, okay? All right. Thanks, Billy. This Corner of the Camp House brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch. Down in the Texas Hill Country, beautiful live oak trees and incredible wildlife. The bird hunting is the very best. How many cubbies a day did you find with your bird dogs in West Texas this year? Not many. You can put your dogs in front of more birds in half a day at Joshua Creek than they found all year on your lease. Book your trip now. Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's stretch your legs a little bit. Porching just for you. Glad you enjoy it. You're in camp with Kinder Outdoors. Hey, this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors is brought to you by Purina Pro Plan, the world's greatest dog fuel. The NSTRA, National Shoot to Retrieve Association, regional championship field trials are occurring all across North America this time of year, this particular weekend and uh, this month. Want to wish all the competitors luck. And thank you for feeding Purina Pro Plan Performance Formula. I know that about 90% of you do. 30% protein, 20% fat, the choice of champions when it comes to the bench or the field. Purina Pro Plan. It's at Atwoods Ranch and Home Stores, Atwoods in Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Missouri, and Kansas. Bull Elk Tag will be auctioned off by the Nebraska Big Game Society April 14th in Lincoln. The 11th annual meeting and auction will be at the Hillcrest Country Club of the Nebraska Big Game Society. This is open to residents and non-residents 
And the high bidder will receive a bull elk tag that's valid in any elk management unit during the 2022 open bull elk season. Additional items and outdoor experiences will be auctioned off at the event as well. And proceeds all will benefit the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission for wildlife conservation, research, and big game hunting opportunities in the state. Tickets for the banquet, 95 bucks each. $700 will get you a table of eight. Thursday night, April 14th, Lincoln, Nebraska. You can apply for Idaho's Super Hunt drawing right now. Super Hunt winners get the best of the best by being able to hunt any open season in Idaho for the species that you draw, general or control hunts, and you hunt until you tag that animal. Drawings will be held for deer, elk, pronghorn, and moose. No license is needed to enter the Super Hunt in Idaho, and the drawing is open to either residents or non-residents. Entries, $6 for individual species, $20 for a combo of all four. Down in Louisiana, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and the New Orleans City Park are getting ready for the 73rd, 73 years they've been doing this, the Big Bass Rodeo and Festival. New Orleans City Park, Saturday, March 26th, one week from today. There's a fishing category for every age and a free family-friendly festival. The Big Bass Rodeo is a catch-and-release shore fishing tournament for anglers targeting largemouth bass. The free festival is 9 a.m. till noon in the Grandstand area in front of Pops Bandstand, Dreyfus Avenue, City Park, New Orleans. In case you just jumped in the truck and you missed Edwin Evers last hour, stick around. He's coming up again this hour. A lot of folks have him as the favorite to win that Major League Fishing World Championship Red Crest this coming week on Grand Lake, Oklahoma. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at KinderOutdoors.com. Hey, the Bassmaster Elites are in action this weekend. They are in South Carolina, the low country of South Carolina. The 2022 guaranteed rate Bassmaster Elite at Santee Cooper. This fishery was ranked the third best bass lake of 2021 by Bassmaster Magazine. And they should be catching these fish right. Big ones coming in this weekend. Competition ends tomorrow afternoon with the crowning of a $100,000 champion. Angler takeoffs each morning, 7.30 Eastern Time. John C. Land III Sport Fishing Facility in Somerton, South Carolina. 
weigh-ins at that same facility at 3.30 each afternoon. Watch out for Patrick Walters. This has been his home lake since birth. (laughs) The National Wild Turkey Federation and the North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission are co-hosting the 12th National Wild Turkey Symposium coming up June 6th through 10th at the Renaissance Asheville Hotel, Asheville, North Carolina. Wild turkey experts from all arenas, including state, federal, and private wild turkey researchers, land managers, wild turkey enthusiasts, all exchanging ideas and trying to ensure the sustainability of wild turkeys in their habitat. The first National Wild Turkey Symposium was held in 1959 and has been held about every five years since the second symposium in 1970. A lot of folks have dogs that have an intolerance to grain or maybe an itchy coat or maybe they're older and need added glucosamine in their diet for joint health. Here's the good news. Purina Pro Plan, the world's premium dog fuel, comes in a lot of different formulas and addresses all of those special needs. Look for the formula that best suits your dog. Working dog or couch potato at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Hello, everybody. It's Travis T-Bone Turner. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Kinder, grab your bow. You need another lesson, brother. Outdoor Texas Camps develops outdoor skills in boys and girls aged 9 to 17. Bass fishing and fly fishing, saltwater fishing, archery, rifle, and handgun, trap, skeet, and much more. Outdoor Texas Camps is offering $400 scholarships, courtesy of the Sportsman's Club of Fort Worth, to girls in the North Texas area. Visit OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Safe and time-honored skills for our youth. Outdoor Texas Camps is filling up fast for 2022. Act quickly. OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Join Ducks Unlimited at the largest outdoors expo in the country, DUX, presented by Purina Propane at Texas Motor Speedway, April 8th through 10th for everything outdoors. See, try, and buy the latest in outdoor products, interactive villages for shooting, fishing, dogs, ATV, UTV, calling contests, and so much more. DUX, presented by Purina Propane at Texas Motor Speedway, April 8th through 10th. Tickets are only $10. Kids under 12, active or retired military, and first responders get in free. Buy your tickets today at DuckExpo.com. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or 
Nastra. This was the very idea of Nastra's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea, because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in Nastra field trials. All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. Nastra sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his Nastra championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and Nastra's five national championships. Take a look at our website nstra.org and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. You're in good conservation company with Kinder Outdoors. Drop by the website this week, kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Anything you missed during the show, would like to hear again, whatever, uh, the podcast, as well as details of that particular story are waiting on you at kinderoutdoors.com. I want to say hello to Monica Carbajal, Denver, Colorado. Thank you for the note. Thank you for listening, Monica. David Payne hears the show in Harleton, Texas. Mike Fox. Garland, Texas. James Casey listens to Kinder Outdoors in Artesia, New Mexico. Jess Sherman, Simsbury, Connecticut. Hello, Jess. Dave DeSardens, Spokane Valley, Washington. And Cherie Egling is in Wichita, Kansas. Thank you all very much for dropping by the website, saying hello, and listening to Kinder Outdoors. Glad you enjoy the show. I went back this week, and I was listening to some of the older work that Ray Sasser had done. You know, he was such a great writer. Three decades, the outdoor editor for the Dallas Morning News. He wrote 11 books on God's great outdoors. And he was our camp house storyteller before he passed away here at Kinder Outdoors. I simply asked him to come and reread some of those great old pieces he had written in the past. And I went back this week and was listening to some of that stuff. And I came across one called Pro Bass Fisherman. Now, this piece is 11 years old. We recorded this 11 years ago, but it's just as pertinent today. And fresh on the heels of the Bassmaster Classic Championship and just ahead of the Major League Fishing Redcrest Championship, I thought it might be a good time to listen to it again. The late, great Ray Sasser talking about pro bass fishermen. I once asked Roy Scott to name the best bass anger he had ever seen. Scott was a mastermind of professional bass fishing and a keen observer of the fishermen he competed. Without hesitation, Scott named Rowan Martin. 
The Florida angler rang up 19 BASS victories and, more importantly, to Scott's way of thinking, nine Angler of the Year titles. AOY goes to the guy who's most consistent throughout the tournament campaign. In fact, from 1970, the first year AOY was awarded through 1986, only five anglers won the coveted trophy. Martin won nine, Bill Dance won three, Jimmy Houston won two, Larry Nixon won two, and Hank Parker won the other one. Comparing anglers of yore to modern fishermen is a lot like comparing Babe Ruth to Albert Pujols. The game, nearly every game, changes with knowledge, equipment, and time. When I looked at the list of 24 qualifiers for the first Bassmasters Classic held in 1971, I only recognized seven names. Most of the other qualifiers faded because they failed to recognize that tournament fishing was about more than merely catching fish. Bill Dance may have been the first to see the potential of name recognition in a sport that had previously been viewed as a hobby. Dance was a furniture salesman when Scott, formerly an insurance salesman, started his tournament tour. They both knew about marketing. Dance was AOY in 1970, 1974, and 1977. He was one of the first singers to give fishing seminars at places like the Brown Derby Liquor Store in Springfield, Missouri, where a struggling tour fisherman named Johnny Morris sold tackle out of the back of his dad's business. Dance left the Pro Bass Tour in 1980 and became the most beloved television fishing show host in history. Morris had a good idea as well. It's called Bass Pro Shops. Out of necessity, Bass Pros evolved from a group of good old boys to a small fraternity of skilled salesmen who could also load the boat with fish. The best of the Bass Pros is Kevin Van Dam. Van Dam, a tall, rangy, energetic angler who hails from Michigan, has now won four classics, tying Rick Klein for most classic wins. Nobody else has more than two. The Classic is the big show, kind of like the Super Bowl or the World Series. Some participants handle the pressure better than others. Van Dam also has six Anger of the Year trophies and career winnings that total over $5 million, twice as much as any other pro. Money's not a good method for comparing old pros in the current generation because the paychecks are much bigger today. The first Classic winner earned $10,000. Today's competition is much better than what Martin and Dance faced. Some of the young pros have never been anything but bass pros. Their knowledge is superior, and so is their equipment. That's why Kevin Van Dam is the best bass pro ever. He's already had a sensational career fishing against 50 contemporaries who might have dominated the early tournaments. The pro bass tour is a grind that's tough on veteran anglers. Van Dam realistically has 10 good years left in him. Each victory cements his standing as the best of the best. <laughs> Little did Ray know when he wrote that and presented that to us 11 years ago that not only 10 years later, but 11 years later, Kevin Van Dam would still be going strong and fishing in the most competitive levels on planet Earth. Purina Pro Plan brings you this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. They also bring you Ducks, D-U-X, the Ducks Unlimited Expo coming to Texas Motor Speedway this April. A gigantic outdoor expo and dog training information celebration. It's a waterfowl party like you've never seen before. And, hey, I want you to come out. I'm going to be hanging around out there. All of my friends from Purina Pro Plan are going to be there passing out free samples and lots of great information that could benefit your dog. 
Come on out. Ducks Unlimited Expo is coming up April 8, 9, and 10 at Texas Motor Speedway, just north of Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, one of the guys that Ray Sasser mentioned in that piece that he read us a few minutes ago, a bass fishing and outdoor legend, Jimmy Houston. He's going to be at that Red Crest Expo in Tulsa, Oklahoma next weekend. We'll be there, too. I hope you'll plan to come out and meet him, along with all of the Major League Fishing Red Crest Championship anglers, like this guy, my friend Edwin Evers. Edwin Evers, welcome back, buddy. Thanks for having me on, Billy. It's always a pleasure to uh, talk to you, uh, and rarely do I get to talk to you from your home, uh, but you're actually home. <laughs> yes, sir. You caught me between events, so uh made it home and uh, uh, kind of living a normal life here for a few days. <laughs> well, don't get too used to that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, Redcrest is coming up, and that's what I want to talk to you about. Redcrest on Grand Lake, Oklahoma. You've got a pretty good history there, and a lot of people are expecting Edwin Evers to kind of launch the boat and then lift the trophy. It ain't quite that easy, <laughs> is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I wish it was, but, you know, the thing about uh, the, the previous events that we've had at Grand, you know, it's, it's been a lot earlier in the year. Water a lot colder, the, the bite a lot tougher. You know, generally speaking, this time frame that, that Redcrest is happening at Grand, it's wide open. Like it's the, it's, it's, it's like the, it's the day the floodgates open and all the bass are biting. And, uh, it's going to be a really, really neat event, I think. And a lot of fish should be caught in, in a lot of different ways. So, Kind of really don't have an advantage in that situation, but um, I, I definitely will have have some lures in front of a, a bunch of bass throughout the week, hopefully. So, so how do you prep uh, for a tournament this big? You're the only guy on the planet that has a Bassmaster Classic Championship, uh, and you also have a Red Crest Championship. You've got two trophies side by side mm -hmm. up there on the mantle. How do you do? You prep differently. Um. You always prep differently for for a big championship. You know, you, you think about that thing all year leading up to it. So, and, and, and you know, and that's that's different prep in the, in the fact that you you think about an event like that. You know, every time I've been at Grand, you know, whether it was in June, July, or August of this past year, I, I'd be looking up there to the bank and, and thinking about the third and fourth week of March. You know, hey, that looks like a good rock right there for a bass to spawn to. Can I remember where that's at? And, where would I approach it from? So, you know, it's, uh, you know, and just from the tackle and the boat and, and uh, you know, and then on top of that, I'm, I'm going to add something else to the equation, but we're going to have a pecan booth, and you brought up the Red Crest and Classic Trophy. I'll have both those trophies in the pecan booth for uh, the fans to be able to take a photo with those trophies. That's pretty special. I'm going to swing by and get my picture made. Yeah, great. That's a, that's awesome. Yep. Hey, while well, you're there, Billy, but for you, we will have a special deal. I have a little package back underneath the counter. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. Hey, everybody, it's Dominic Zamito with Two Rivers Fly Shop in Norfolk, Arkansas. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Billy, are you sinking? It looks like you've got a heck of a hole in your waders there. When you drop your wild game off at Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, go ahead. 
Order up your ground meat and breakfast sausage, but don't stop there. We worked on a taco meat for three years to where women and kids would eat it, and a chili that we make now where you just take these things home and just throw them in a crock pot or fry them in a pan and they're ready to go. Our tamales are probably hands down to anyone's. They're double meat and, you know, masa. And they're simple, and they're, and they're, we just can't make them fast enough. They're fully cooked. All you got to do is poke two or three holes in the bag that we give them to you in and throw them in the microwave for three and a half minutes aside, and it's like we just pulled them out of our steamer the day we made them. These items have become staples in our home. Robin's favorite is the taco meat. I'm partial to the tamales. And what a feast when we put it all together for friends and family. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing, just north of Fort Worth, about a mile from Cabela's as the crow flies. CinnamonCreekRanch.com. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, varied Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The Herdware Store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org from the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and ground trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com
Somewhere over this horizon sit a million little dictators, eager to purge humanity of its hunting instincts. Contrived emotions flood from their air-conditioned, glass-paneled, Wi-Fi-enabled habitats over the mountains and out into the wild, from which they hate to admit they emerged. Their foolish quest to force nature to fit their feelings threatens the survival of every living thing on our planet. If their fevered tantrums are ever imposed, the Earth will be ruled by the deadliest combination in the natural world, human ignorance and human arrogance. Travel another path, the truest path, nature's path. Trust the hunter in your blood. along. This is where heritage is guarded just for them. Kinder Outdoors. I had a great conversation an hour ago, and I'm going to repeat it now with Ben Neely. He is a fisheries biologist in the state of Kansas, and he just concluded, along with his cronies, a study on the impact of our forward-facing or live imaging sonar that's outrageously popular these days. Some people are concerned that it's such an angler advantage that it's going to put a dent in our fish populations. Let's see what Ben and the other biologists in Kansas learned from their recent study. It's not high-def television, but boy, it's not far from it. You can actually see the fish. You can determine the size of the fish, uh, which we couldn't do before, Ben. And you can actually see your jig or your bait uh, approaching that fish and see the two connect. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, being able to see how the fish responds to the to the jig uh, is kind of eye-opening and, and kind of fumbling, honestly. Uh, but it's a, it's a unique opportunity for sure. Uh, you guys uh, wanted to find out, as far as when it comes to recreational fishermen, how this affected the outcome of the day. And so tell us, set it up a little bit, how it was a controlled study that you did back in December. How, how did it work? How did you set it up? So we we wanted to look at the, at the average angler. Um, we we termed it casual weekend anglers. So what we wanted to replicate was a couple buddies that went to a, a lake that they knew about, that they fished before, but it wasn't their home lake necessarily. But they wanted to go to this new lake for a weekend, and they wanted to go crappie fishing. And we wanted to figure out if use of this live imaging sonar would influence their catch. Uh, so the way we set it up was we, we got 32 individuals. We used uh, fish biologists. We used some folks from Kansas State University. Uh, we had a couple of of local volunteers to fill out the schedule, and we separated out into 16 two-person teams. Now, each captain of these teams were were versed in in the we used the Garmin Live Scope, and they were versed in those. They'd been using them for the previous five months for a combination of angling, uh, examining fish behavior, looking at some of our fish sampling gear. So they were familiar with the equipment, but weren't necessarily experts. But we went out and we we told them to go fishing. For, uh, we, we separated the lake into north and south. We had this treatment to use the sonar, to not use the sonar. They went fishing on the north side or the south side with or without the sonar, and then the, op the, the next day they used the opposite treatment. 
and we were able to compare those to see if catch rate differed or if size of fish differed. It sounds very fair and balanced. And you even sent baits. It was controlled even down to what baits. And it, I mean, the fishing was very similar. Yeah. So we, we spent a little bit of time trying to get this set up uh, to remove as much variation as we could. The, the ultimate equalizer here is, is going to be angler skill and familiarity with the lake. And that's something that we couldn't control in this case. But you, you're right. We, we wanted anglers to come with a spinning rig with four or six pound line. We gave them an assortment of and eight ounce jig heads, uh, the same soft plastics. So we set them up with what they could use. Uh, I mean, we gave them a little bit of, of variety so they could change colors or, or sizes or profiles. Uh, but by and large, they were, they were, I mean, they were standardized. They were using the same equipment. Yeah. The concern is, hey, and I've heard this, I've heard it. All of our crappie are going to disappear. They're going to get fished out with this new technology. Uh, they can see them down there now. It's opened up the world, and all of our crappie are going to be gone. It's just a matter of time. But the results didn't quite reflect that, did they, Ben? Well, they they didn't. Uh, and again, I want to I want to be perfectly clear <laughs> that we're looking at these casual weekend anglers. So what we're trying to replicate is the average angler. Uh, the biggest concerns we've heard, uh, you know, critiques of this is that. You know, what about these expert anglers? What about the folks that are really proficient, that are making a living with this technology, uh, financially behooves them to understand how it works and be proficient with it? And something that we're thinking about, and we've talked with other states about this, uh, you know, I've been, in, I've been in talks with some folks in Texas, some folks in Iowa, and folks in Minnesota, uh, to try to think about different ways to, to address that. We're curious whether or not these anglers that catch a lot of fish with the, the live scope uh, simply put, if they would have caught a lot of fish without the live scope, um, whether or not they're just, you know, good anglers and they're just going to put fish in a boat regardless. So we've been talking about ways to to look at this, uh, to look at that component, and that would give us a more holistic view of, of what we're looking at uh, to see how this might have a, a fishery-level effect instead of just looking at these, you know, these weekend anglers. Step one was the weekend anglers, though, and so uh, after this controlled test with live scope, without live scope, over two days, what'd you come up with? Uh, frankly, we didn't see much difference. Statistically, we didn't see a difference. Anglers that that had the live scope uh, did catch about one more crappie per day. Fishing was pretty tough. Uh, these teams of two people averaged seven fish per day, I believe it was, with the live scope, and six per day without crappie per day. Um, size did not, it didn't matter. So the, the average fish without live scope was 10 and a half inches with live scope was 10.8 inches. Um, the largest fish was a 16.1 inch fish that was caught without live scope. Largest fish with live scope was 15.4 inches. So what we saw was that, you know, when we're looking at these, at these weekend anglers, uh, we didn't see any evidence that use of live scope would result in, uh, you know, fishing to the point where it could be deleterious to these crappie populations. Not that much difference. A good fisherman is still a good fisherman, and a guy that struggles still might struggle a little bit. <laughs> is the outcome. <laughs> that is the outcome, and it's, uh, and it's humbling to be in that, that second category there, but I suppose that's just where I'm going to have to be. <laughs> well, I'm not a biologist like you, Ben, but I've been doing this a long time, and I, I have uh, set over a lot of brush files in my life. And I have determined that cornmeal, salt, and pepper with a crappie fillet, perfect. I couldn't agree more. 
I couldn't agree more. Uh, there's a, one thing about it is just it's just how much fun it is, uh, you know, getting out there and and watching it. I, I suppose some people don't like that aspect of it, the video game fishing part. But for me personally, it's it it's kind of a hoot to go out and and see your jig on the screen and see how the fish respond. It makes those those long days of not catching them a little bit more enjoyable for me. It does, and it makes you in, improve your fishing and try new things and different things is what it's done with me. It makes me try new stuff, different stuff that, hey, this isn't working, let me try this. Ben, you guys are, are thinking about another step uh, in this and, and doing some more uh, work out on the water. What are you thinking about doing next? So we're we're blessed in, in Kansas uh, and in the southern states of the, the folks that listen to you that it's pretty difficult to overfish a crappie population. So there would have to be a, a lot going on, um, but crappie are, are fast-growing. They are highly fecund, lots of babies. But we're worried more about these longer-lived, bigger-bodied fish. Uh, in Kansas, that's blue catfish. We have some emerging blue catfish populations that have some big fish in them. And the way this, this live imaging works, as you've alluded to, is you can you can tell which fish is big. Uh, blue catfish tend to school by size where the larger fish are all kind of together at uh, different times of the year. And if folks can use this to find these, these schools of large fish, they can put a hurting on them pretty quick. So we're going to we're gonna replicate this, uh, take some of the lessons learned, and do something similar uh, where we look at the effects of live imaging sonar on blue catfish catch this summer. Awesome. Hey, we'll be uh, bugging you again for more information uh, as we go along. We're certainly going to want to keep up with what you're doing. And hey, I really appreciate your time today, Ben. It's been enlightening. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. That's Ben Neely. He's a fisheries biologist in Kansas, where they just wrapped up this forward-facing sonar, live imaging sonar study, uh, step one anyway, back in December. Pretty interesting stuff. Hey, go hang out at Joe and Ann Kirchival's place for a while this summer. Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. You don't have to be a member to hang out there to enjoy this beautiful ranch, but they do sell memberships, individual, family, and corporate. If you'd like to go two or three times a year, it'll save you a buck or two. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. This coming week on Grand Lake of the Cherokees, Oklahoma, uh, they're going to have the uh, annual Red Crest, Major League Fishing Red Crest, Championship, that's the world championship for the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. And then 90 miles down the road, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the Expo Center there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they're going to have the very first ever Red Crest Expo. Our show next week will be from Tulsa and the Red Crest. I hope you'll be here to hang out with us, too. This is Eddie Salter. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kendra Outdoors. Join Ducks Unlimited at the largest outdoors expo in the country, DUX, presented by Purina ProPlan, at Texas Motor Speedway, April 8th through 10th, for everything outdoors. See, try, and buy the latest in outdoor products, interactive villages for shooting, fishing, dogs, ATV, UTV, calling contests, and so much more. DUX, presented by Purina ProPlan, at Texas Motor Speedway, April 8th through 10th. Tickets are only $10. Kids under 12, active or retired military, and first responders get in free. Buy your tickets today at DuckExpo.com. Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store, you get a snack, and we either stop at Lucky's. 
Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind. And the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat-bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up. And sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if, it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and then waking up still in the car so I can just feel the comfort knowing that it will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com. Outdoor Texas Camps develops outdoor skills in boys and girls aged 9 to 17. Bass fishing and fly fishing, saltwater fishing, archery, rifle, and handgun, trap, skeet, and much more. Outdoor Texas Camps is offering $400 scholarships, courtesy of the Sportsman's Club of Fort Worth, to girls in the North Texas area. Visit OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Safe and time-honored skills for our youth. Outdoor Texas Camps is filling up fast for 2022. Act quickly. OutdoorTexasCamps.com. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins, vineyardscampground.com. Flush that old bird dog out of that chair and have a seat. You're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, we've got really good-looking Kinder Outdoors t-shirts that we give away. All you have to do is come see me at kinderoutdoors.com and register. We do drawings all the time, and we send these shirts all over the country. Uh, Kinder, K-I-N-D-E-R, kinderoutdoors.com. Register, you get your name in that drawing, and look really good down at the next club meeting with your Kinder Outdoors t-shirt. <laughs> K-I-N-D-E-R, kinderoutdoors.com. 
Had a visit with Edwin Evers last hour. We're going to replay that now. Brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch, the best upland bird hunting in Texas. They don't turn them loose in the morning, so you can go shoot them that afternoon. These birds grow up out there in that beautiful habitat at Joshua Creek Ranch. Joe and Ann know what they're doing. They've hunted all over the world and brought the very best elements of all those great places back to their beautiful Texas Hill Country Ranch, Joshua Creek. Book a hunt. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Edwin Evers is quite a competitor. I don't know if folks, uh, how many folks know you played college football. I mean, you, you are a competitor. And it wouldn't matter, I don't think, if it's uh, checkers or a Red Crest event. You don't like second place. I bet you've got a T-shirt somewhere that says second place sucks. I ran into you at Bass Pro Shop years ago, and we were just coming off of a classic where you finished, I believe it was second, and I said, hey, great classic, Edwin, and you looked at me like you wanted to fight. <laughs> I wasn't quite over it yet, Billy. I, 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 uh, I don't remember that now. I've gotten over that. Well, you asking me that, but I, yeah, I, I get a little sore after events, and I don't know how to change that. I, at times, I need to, but you are correct. Me and my wife, we have some heated ping pong matches in the house and unfortunately <laughs> she's just as competitive as i am <laughs> uh how was deer season this year did you get out with i know your big deal over the past several years has been your son cade watching him grow up in the deer woods how'd it go this year it went great he killed a really old mature deer uh, a really nice one one that, that he's super excited about um, I was fortunate enough to be able to take uh, four other kids hunting this year on another place that had never deer hunted, and uh, their dad, and they all killed their first deer, which it was, a, for me, that was a really, really neat deer season. It was a sponsor of mine, and, and I was able to take all his kids. And of all the kids, there was three boys, but there was a, a 12-year-old girl that was head and shoulders above everybody else into it, like had never done it before. She never balked at cleaning the deer at gutting the deer it, she did it all herself and uh she basically texts or calls weekly wanting to know if her deer is done at the taxidermist so uh um it was a neat neat season to, to experience that with some new kids that is awesome that that's the perfect deer season right there to hang out with the it, kids it was a lot of fun a lot of fun uh, the past couple of years, you and I had a previous conversation about these late freezes coming in, and you're, you're getting late snow already uh, there in Oklahoma. What are these fish going to be doing on Grand? Are they pre-spawn? Are they still out deep? Are they up on beds? You know, if I was to predict it, and with this cold spells that we've had coming in, you know, it's like those fish want to get up on the bank so bad, but then a cold front comes through, and then another one comes through, and... You know, I've seen it a few times in my career where you've had those few cold fronts and then they just can't take it anymore and every bass in the lake goes to the bank. And it's kind of setting up like that could be the year, you know. Other years, I guess to make it different or for for somebody to understand, you know, you'll have a wave of them come up, you know, and be up there and then the next wave will come up a few weeks later and then the next wave will come up a few weeks later, you know, when you just have a gradual warming trend all throughout the spring. But when you have a... a, a prolonged cold spells they just can't take it anymore once you do get that warm spell and all of them rip on the bank and i kind of feel like that may be the way this year's setting up 
Hey, have you ever seen a year, Edwin, where uh, things set up in a way where they just don't come to the bank? They spawn out a little deeper on, on tree limbs or structure of some kind? I, I think that happens, you know, on years that you have a drought and the lake's falling um, when you don't have stable water levels. You know, they, they try to get up there, but they just don't ever truly have a good spawn when, when you have low water levels and they continue to fall. Um, you know, fortunately for, for us where we all live, you know, that doesn't happen a lot. But it does happen. Yeah. Hey, we're talking to Edwin Evers. He's uh, won a Bassmaster Classic on Grand Lake. Redcrest is coming up on Grand Lake. And I know you'd love to have that Grand Slam. We were talking about Edwin, the competitor, earlier. That that's that would have to be pretty cool to get a couple of big-time trophies off that lake. Oh, it would be really neat just to be able to win here in front of the home crowd, you know, again and uh, – um, you know, to, 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 yeah, I just, yes, I, I, words couldn't describe how excited I would be able to do if I could pull this off. You know, it, it's, uh, we're a long ways from it and, and I got to catch a lot of bass between now and then to be able to ho- ho- hoist that trophy. But I can assure you that I'm going to be doing all I can to, to try to make that happen. When you won that classic trophy, you had a little spot up in a creek. There were some logs up in there. I think you had to, to, to jump some logs with your boat to get up in there, but that thing was full of five-pounders. Maybe it will magically reload. Yeah, I think that spot's been fished pretty hard between now and then, you know. Um, I don't even know that I'll check it out, but uh, uh, there, I might just have a few more spots like that that I haven't told anybody about yet. So you guys might have to see those in, in the upcoming episodes or uh, watching the live on MajorLeagueFishing.com and see where those are at. Are you loving Major League Fishing? Are you still loving the format? Oh, I love it. I, I just it's a it's a breath of fresh air for me. Um, you know, it's 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 nice that uh, there's just a lot of advantages to it. And I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to get into all of it, but you know, we start at eight o'clock, we end at four o'clock, and and uh, you know, it's we, I'm at my location at eight o'clock, so I'm not having to go through a takeoff and a big boat race. You know, running 30 minutes, trying to beat somebody to your location or whatever it is, uh, you know, beating your boat up or, or being in danger in, in rough water. Um, you know, with us having cameras in the, you know, cameramen in the boat and a boat official, it's a neat, it's a neat way in the format that, that, uh, we go to our fishing location and then at eight o'clock our boat official says, hey, line's in. Well, then at four o'clock, I don't have to run back and weigh fish. You know, I'm not running as fast as I can, for, you know, trying to, make a cut off, you know, to be exactly there by 4 o'clock. You know, at 4 o'clock, our lines are out, and we can leisurely go back to the boat ramp. It's a, Which, you know, at the end of the year is kind of nice because there's always events where, like you said, I jump some logs and I'll, I'll bend a prop shaft or, you know, I'll have a, a failure of, of some sort of mechanical failure, and it'll take you out of that tournament. You don't have that issue. You know, it's it's um, one of those factors that, that I can't control, but they, it would – take me out of the championship running by the end of the year, angle of the year running, and, you know, we don't have that as a worry on my mind that, um, you know, a failure of some sort that, that would keep me from competing um, in the end of the year championship. Catch, weigh, and release is also going to ease your mind about losing any fish between, it's 90 miles from Grand Lake to the uh, to uh, the Expo uh, area yes, in Tulsa. That long drive, you don't have to worry about losing any fish. They're all, the weigh-in is done. It is. It's, it's going to be a neat thing for the fans. You know, they're, uh, they're, they can see exactly where we stand because all the weights are official. You know, there's no guessing, you know, what a bass weighs. You know, this time of the year, it's really hard to guess a bass and, and, uh, we weigh them. 
uh, right there in the boat and release them right there in the boat, which is a great thing for the fishery, you know, especially in time of the year when they're up there spawning. And, uh, and, and you said 90 miles, but the top 10, they're talking about flying back to the expo every day for the fans to, uh, be a part of the press conference and, uh, autographs and all that stuff. So every day, whoever's in the top 10 is, is supposed to get in the helicopter and fly from Grand to the, uh, expo center to be there immediately, basically for the fans. Uh, which is kind of different in <laughs> the bass fishing kinda, world. I've never flown in a helicopter. Kind of different and very cool. Yeah, maybe you could yeah. spray a pecan. You could get up there and spray a <laughs> pecan orchard on the way. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Edwin Evers, wishing you all the luck in the world. You know we're always cheering for you. Red Crest is coming up on Grand Lake, Oklahoma, uh, and we'll be bugging you again. Okay. All right. Thanks, Billy. Hey, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together in this old camp house today. And we'll see you next week, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Red Crest. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. <laughs>